Hey, Lisa. Hi, Alex. I'm very excited to tell you and our listeners that this week's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Vush and their new intimate care range. Very exciting. Thank you so much, Vush, for getting behind our little podcast. And let's get into the episode. Let's do it. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello. Hello. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm great. That's great. You know what makes me even greater? Freedom Day. Yes, and Limoncello. Are are you just drinking it on ice or just it? So I'm technically... Let me tell everyone, because this is a, a gift which I am bestowing upon everyone listening to this podcast right now. Oh, my God. I have another gift to bestow to people. Wow. So I went into Doc before and I tried to buy a bottle of limoncello because I'm going to Lisa's tomorrow and we're going to do limoncello mojitos because fun. I already have a bottle and a half of limoncello, but you go ahead with more. Oh, fuck. I just bought a whole bottle. Well, I didn't tell you that you had to. I was like, limoncello. <laughs> we'll drink it. There's only like... 10 standard drinks in a limoncello anyway. Yes. So (laughs) we're definitely going to drink five each tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, Anyway, so I went into Doc. I asked them if they had limoncello. They were going to sell me one of the bottles from behind the bar, but obviously they were going to mark it up 10 times because it's Doc. And then she was like, are you making the the Doc limoncello? I was like, yeah, you know I am. She's like, do you want me to tell you the recipe? I was like, you know I do. (laughs) And then the guy who is usually the bartender was standing there like looking at her being like, you shouldn't do this. She's like, it's fine. I do it all the time. And I was oh, like, that's good. I want them at my wedding. So I need you to like write down the actual proportions and I can hand it to the caterer. Yes. Uh, so the recipe for a doc limoncello is half a can of San Pellegrino lemon, which is their oh. secret ingredient. Oh. Fresh mint, a squeeze of fresh lime in which they throw the wedge of lime into the limoncello. Yep. Half a teaspoon of sugar and one shot of limoncello. And that's all you need. And ice, obviously. Oh my God, I'm so excited. It has to be crushed ice. I hate cubed ice. Yes, so I just made one for Adrian. Can confirm, delicious. Oh my God, that's the best. What's the gift that you're bestowing on everyone? You know all about this, but this week on Friday, I bought basil. And I wanted to use it on Saturday and Sunday. And I don't know about you, but if I buy basil on a Friday, sometimes I could buy it on my lunch break and by dinner, it is limp. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I often, how I normally keep my herbs is I just put them in cups of water like and leave them on the kitchen bench. Works for like coriander and dill and stuff. All your basic herbs, yeah. Yeah, all the sturdier ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've killed... Basil within like 30 minutes, popping in a glass of water. Easily. And you also kill it putting it in the fridge. You also kill it leaving it on the bench. You also kill it leaving it on the bench. I found that the longest I get is pure neglect on the bench. 24 hours is all you get with basil. <laughs> anyway, I Googled it. I read this massive article. Me and Alex were powwowing. She's like, no, I've tried that article. I did a scientific experiment. I don't know. The article said the best thing to do to keep your basil alive is to snip the ends off like you do with flowers, pop it in a glass of water, and then you have to create a greenhouse effect by putting a plastic bag over the top. So I chop mine, I put it in a face vessel, of course, and then I put a Ziploc bag over the top. Well, I think you've just exposed the reason that that experiment worked. It was the face vessel. No one else is going to be able to recreate it. (laughs) True. (laughs) And my basil, which I threw out today, which is Thursday, so six days later, still had leaves that I could have used on it today. That is extraordinarily impressive. I would have to say I think that it is dependent on where you buy your basil from and also the temperature of the outside world. 
I think we are in the perfect ambient time for Basil to thrive. (laughs) Yes, away from any breeze, warmth and cold. Well, thank you for bestowing everyone that gift as well. You're welcome. Because Look at today, us. today I bought basil for pizzas tomorrow and ordinarily it would have died and I would have had to go and buy basil tomorrow as well. So I literally think I might have saved some people's lives there. <laughs> cool. Also, I wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone who sent us a DM after listening to our interview with Georgie on Wednesday. Have we had DMs and I haven't checked them? A couple of people just said that it really made them think and oh. thank you. And you're welcome. I feel like the rest of you who didn't message us, I'm hoping it's because your brains are still puddles on the floor. But if you did enjoy the interviews and if you continue to enjoy our interview series, please do let us know because if you don't like them, we'll stop doing them. Yeah. (laughs) Next up, we've got Lisa's friend slash artist, Alison Willoughby, who's going to be joining us. Oh my God, I can't wait. Shall we move into news? Do we have anything about your life to discuss other than paint colours? No, we're all getting out of lockdown. In Melbourne. Well, we'll be out by the time you're all listening. What are you doing tomorrow with your first day off? Well, you're working. Working. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm waking up at 8 o'clock, maybe 8.30, nice sleep in. I'm going to walk Biddy, maybe yep. run Biddy. I'm going to come home, I'm going to shower, going to wait for my friend Molly to arrive on my doorstep. We're going to drive to Summers. We're going to take Watto to the house. We're going to go to Summers General Store. I made a booking. Oh. And then we're going to go to the beach and go for a walk and then come back before it starts to rain at about 3 o'clock. How lovely is that? I know. I'm literally so thrilled. And then in the afternoon, I have mm. my designated – actually, we couldn't even – we didn't even get 10 people. You're allowed 10. We got about six. Uh, <laughs> no friends' people. life. <laughs> no friends' life, but also not enough friends that watch Survivor. We're having a Survivor party. I currently don't have any tiki torches. I don't have any umbrellas to go in drinks. I feel like that might be a key component. Mm. We're going to have to do that. We're going to watch Survivor and we're going to have some drinks and we're going to make homemade pizza and we're all just going to be so thrilled that we can be around like-minded Survivor watchers. Yes. Thank goodness. I'm making Adrian catch up tonight because he's actually an episode or two behind. So, Of course. Absolutely. Mm. Um, let's move into beauty news. Let's. Uh, that's the tea on that. First up in beauty news this week, Diptyque is pissed. Why? So there is a brand called Italics and they are also a candle brand and they have created a comparative style advertising. You know how it's like. Yes. This brand does this, but we do this. Yes. That kind of vibe, exactly. Uh, And they have said about a diptyque candle placed next to their candle, a candle that doesn't smell like burning money, with a picture of Bay, $68 diptyque, and then a picture of their candle, $16 italic. (laughs) Wow. Is that legal? I Apparently not because diptyque is trying to sue them for defamation essentially mm-hmm. saying that it's factually incorrect that the candle actually does not smell like burning money so therefore <laughs> they can't say that it does <laughs> even if in jest also the price of the comparative italic candle isn't accurate in that it represents the member pricing of the candle which includes a $60 membership fee to receive the candle for $16 Interesting. So the Italics brand is like a beauty pie style subscription. It must be, yeah. I hadn't heard of it before, to be honest, but I found this to be so funny that I had to include it 
in beauty news. <laughs> I love that. That's juicy as I feel like obviously this is probably before, I don't know, people became aware of the laws or the laws changed. And I'm also aware that Australia has some fucked up tight defamation laws. Mm. Those ads used to be a real thing. Like you'd see like Colgate versus McLean's and stuff like that on the TV all the time. I think they used to like remove, like they would keep the packaging look of Colgate, but they would like blur out the word Colgate. So it's like you can tell, but you can't tell. Yeah. Italic also said that they kept Diptyque's logo on there as like goodwill. So they weren't trying to like purposely defame them by removing their logo. They were like kind of being like, oh, and we're giving you advertising too for your brand. (laughs) You're welcome, Diptyque. Oh, Jesus. Yep. So I thought that was a funny one. That is funny. Next up in beauty news, Liberty Bell Christmas is here. Most wonderful time of the year. I can't wait. Are we talking gift sets? We are talking gift sets. What was that? I'm just looking at them. Oh, (laughs) I think they've said up to 60% off some of their gift sets. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Sorry. I lie. Up to 30% off on some of their gift sets. The packaging looks great. It's very lovely. My favorite one would probably have to be the Hydration Hero set, which you save $140 on, which is the price of a... Glam Squad. Wow. Speaking of Christmas. Yes. Like my favourite part of the year. Speaking of the most wonderful time of year. Yes. Mecca Holiday is here. We have seen the packaging, which is probably better than the products, even though the products are great. They have paired with an Indigenous artist, Naomi Hobson, this year. Mm -hmm. God. If there's one thing that Mecca do right, it's uh, their holiday packaging, and it's also the wonderful diversity that they pick. They always pick female artists. Yep. And they pair with the NGV. Am I right? Yes, you're right. And they pick female artists because Mecca's all about empowering women, but also the fact that female artists are very underrepresented in galleries and art. And, oh, my God, the packaging this year, they always do something that's somehow really colourful and bold, but it still also just screams Mecca. And how they manage to get gold foil into it almost every year never ceases to <sighs> amaze me. It's incredible. I won't even go to no, – I won't even try it. and describe, but mm-hmm. there are elements of the typical Mecca pinky peach and then the typical Mecca gold. This is reminiscent of what I think I said was my favourite packaging ever, which was maybe two years ago. I think they had another Indigenous artist or maybe it was longer it was oh God, the sixth year, so it was three years ago, and that was Claudia yes. Mujunuthi. Yes. yes. Yes, her because she has a coolie, so of course I remember. <laughs> and that was my, like, last favourite one, although I did love last year too. Anyway, it's a little bit similar. Obviously, it's an Indigenous art, so they have that similar style. But, oh, I just love, love, love. And Naomi's quote was, working with Mecca has given me more depth to my voice. I'm representing my life in this collaboration. I see my rivers, my grasslands and the characters of my people. Through the brushstrokes, I can see my country. That's amazing. Next up in beauty news, Estée Lalonde jumped on Instagram Live this week to announce the lineup of products from Mirror Water. Now, I'm an idiot and I watched it, but I skimmed through it and I expected that she would save this forever as an IGTV. However, she has taken it down. But what I can tell you is that the Mirror Water products are a bath range So they've got bath salts, uh, body oil, 
And I think we can see also a cleansing balm, a solid cleanser. Interesting. Which is so the balm is bathy. called. No, no, no. It's not a cleansing balm from my understanding. Mm. It's a solid balm. And I think it might be like an in bath body oil moisturizer situation because it's called mirror water rub. Ah, Do you yes, think it it's be. like potentially to make your skin all slippy? Yep, it could be. It could well be also a face cleanser. I'm sure she probably cleanses in the bath, which freaks me out. I need, I need, I mean, I know you can put the tap on, but like I don't like to be stewing in my filth and washing my face at once. Yeah, I know what you mean. I usually wet my face wash up before I get in the bath so that I've got one pre-prepared. <laughs> yes. Not surprising that it's going to be a bath range from Estee. However, I am disappointed because I really had hoped that it was going to be homewares and I'm kind of devo that it's not. I am both happy and sad. Mm. So I'm sad in that it's like she's gone, you know, a, a strict beauty route, which is like another influencer doing a beauty line. I'm sure she'll probably branch out. I'm happy in that I was very confused about what the fuck Mirror Water was Mm. and I didn't actually think like a brand was coming. I thought it was just going to be weird collaborations and stuff with the bloody journal and like I just had absolutely no idea where Mm. the hell it was going. And so these products at least make sense and now I have some brand identity so that I'm not just like, what are you doing? She's done a goop basically like how there's group yes. journal and there's group products and there's group stores and like group is a concept and yes. that's what mirror water is it's a concept so true absolutely right you hit the nail on the head there yeah the next piece of beauty news is that makeup forever this week has launched at the iconic and i was surprised to see it they are notably stocked at adore beauty and also sephora and i feel like the iconic is just sweeping up all of the beauty brands that don't have exclusivity contracts with their retailers and I don't see why you wouldn't shop from the iconic for your beauty just saying yeah no I I absolutely agree however Mm. the iconic used to have such exquisite shipping and it it sort of went into normal territory when COVID hit Mm. And I do feel like Adore Beauty has good shipping and they almost somehow seem to like dodge being processing and shipping delays during COVID somehow. They so do. I do feel like if I was to order something that I needed like by end of week, I would actually probably do Adore Beauty over the Iconic when back in the day I would have just been like, oh, the Iconic will be here like tomorrow. Same. It is interesting though now that the beauty space in Australia is becoming more price fixed. And the more competitors that come into the market that start stocking the brands that we're seeing at other places, the more it's going to matter who has the fastest shipping and who can provide a discount so that you can get your products at a reduced price. Because, And and it's funny how Mecca is going to completely basically stay clear of that like price-focused thing, which is what Mecca has pretty much always been very smart in doing by having exclusivity with brands. But, yeah, I just think, like, it's going to be about undercutting. People are going to start going to Sephora, the Iconic, and Adore Beauty and thinking, who has a sale on at the moment? Who do I have a voucher with that I can redeem rewards on? And how soon do I need a product? And that's going to be what influences people's beauty purchasing decisions in the future, which I find to be interesting. Very true. I would also add that Mecca has the one-up in terms of having physical stores. And so they Mm. have 
the the vibe like everyone knows the mecca vibe and i would also mention perhaps the returns policy playing massively into who orders where and what because i don't know what the iconics returns policy is specifically in regards to beauty because they were never a beauty retailer but that's very interesting and the rewards program i know adore beauty have a similar thing to like the mecca beauty loop i've always checked it out as a guest so i don't actually know but then the iconic Obviously, they're not going to have a beauty-specific rewards program, and they they don't do they, but they randomly sometimes give you birthday mm. gifts, and they always have sales. It's it's tricky. It's so interesting. It's very interesting. Anyway, the second last item of beauty news that I wanted to discuss is that TikTokers are using lube as primer. Uh, and why does it feel like the twenty fourteen is calling? Absolutely. This is like the Nivea for men as a face primer vibe. Yes, people, people did that- lube after they did the Nivea shaving cream thing. Like we're, we've come full circle. <laughs> did the lube already exist? The lube thing has 100% happened before. <sighs> but now it's happening on TikTok instead of YouTube. Yes. Because of the silicon, the silicon-based lubes, everyone was like, look at how smooth my skin is. It's like, yeah, because you're using a primer. <laughs> And I can only imagine like buffing a foundation over the top of that and it just like balling up into little black bubbles. Yes, feels yuck. And that actually does bring us to the last bit of beauty news and this week's sponsor for the episode, which is Vush and their intimate care range. We're a little late on the bandwagon here for a couple of reasons. One, we're a bit slow on the uptake. Two, these things take time and logistics and whatnot. But three, We've seen this in our feeds recently with a bunch of influencers we follow. So actually, technically, we're kind of on the money, even though we're a little bit late. Am I right? I think you're right. Thank you. (laughs) So Bush, in case you've missed the memo, has brought out a new intimate care line. Typically, I'm sure you've all heard of the Bush X Abbey vibrator. Who has not? And the fact that Bush themselves are like more typically like a play. Yeah, a sex toy. Pleasure kind of line. I mean, that's what I thought it was from what I know from Abby Chatfield. Same. And she is our queen. Anyway, we digress. So Bush is all about challenging the way that people think and talk about self-care and sexual wellness. And as we all know, the lines between the beauty world and the self-care world are really becoming a little bit blended, but that's totally Mm -hmm. fine. We're here for it. Absolutely. Gone are the days where you needed to buy things from a sex shop or Coles because now beauty retailers are stocking all of those things and you can buy really cool luxe looking products like the ones Vusha bought out. Thank God I never want to see another black and purple lube packaging again. (laughs) Okay let's talk about the range. There are five products in the line. There is intimate wipes, a new intimate gel, a intimate wash, an accessory spray, and a menstrual cup. There are a few things that blew my mind here. Go on. Firstly, a sex toy sanitizer spray is genius because you can't you wash really, a lot of them. Are you really frothing it under the sink and like electrocuting yourself? No, but like that shit bean places. So very clever. Do you know what my first thought was as well? I was like, I wonder if I could use this on like my facial roller. <laughs> Oh, I thought, I wonder if I could sanitize my brushes with this. <laughs> that would be so expensive and a waste. Don't do that. I won't. Anyway, 
Tell me about the other things in the line. I wanted to touch on the fact that I'm really into intimate care wipes because you can take them to the gym, you can put them in your handbag, or you can use them just to freshen up, and you can use them on your bits, or you can use them on your pits and have a Kesha shower with them. I don't understand what a Kesha shower is. It's washing yourself with baby wipes. I don't know why that's called a Kesha shower. I think she coined it herself as a Kesha shower. (laughs) I also wanted to talk about the fact that the packaging is all beautiful. It's like a very soft baby pink shade, but... In my humble opinion, one of the best things about it is that it's an intimate care line and it's quite discreet in the way that everything is packaged. I'm really here for the fact that the intimate care wash is not glaringly obvious. I don't have to put it behind my shampoos when guests come over to use our only bathroom in the house because they're going to be like, oh, Alex is a weird person that uses Vagisil. Yeah, or like, oh, Alex must get thrush a lot. What's with the dedicated vaginal wash, you know? I just... I don't need to justify myself. I like it. You prefer a vaginal wash and that's okay. And thank God they bought one out that looks exactly like a bloody facial cleanser. It looks exactly like the go-to face cleanser but in slightly different coloured packaging. It's adorable. And on that same vein, the Intimate Gel looks just like – Yeah, it looks just like a little hand cream or a little body moisturiser with a little push-top lid – yeah. Very handy packaging. If this was found in your top drawer, no one would bat an eyelid at it if they were rummaging around looking for other things. Absolutely not. When they're looking for the torch when there's a blackout, no <laughs> issues. <laughs> and then the last thing I wanted to comment about, because I would love to do a segment on this, but I've been putting off getting my period for so long, is they've done a cup. And the first thing I noticed with the cup is with the stems of the cup, you can obviously like trim them to your needs. But I found with some stems – they're a bit not grippy enough and I think that anyone who's tried a cup can probably empathize with the whole like it gets stuck in there and your fingernails aren't long enough or they're too long or they're too brittle and you are clawing at your vagina trying to get the cup out. This feels sturdy. I feel like I could rescue this out of me and so I am excited to try this. I also noticed I haven't used a cup before either and maybe we'll do it as a product trial. So graphic, but I don't hold me to it. And I like the fact that it's got little holes on the side of it to let some oxygen in to help with the de-sealing of the pressure. (gasps) Mm. Oh, my God, that's genius because the thing is you don't really need to change a cup in a public toilet anyway. People are so stressed about the whole, like, what do I do with it? What do I put it in the toilet? Do I take a water bottle with me to clean it? It holds, like, so much day. You can just change it when you get home. Mm. But if you were to change out in public, you could do it discreetly except for the as you pull it out of your vagina and it breaks that seal. So that's genius. I wonder if that will help with the explosive pop sound. Yeah, and also how great that you've got your intimate accessory spray, which you could definitely use <gasps> on your cup if you needed to, and also your little wipes what? if you have a little bit of an accident in the bathroom. I'm here for this whole thing. It's very well thought out. Yeah, it's vaginal chic and I absolutely love it. It's vaginal chic. Yes. My thoughts were my unmentionables are now mentionable. I now want to talk about them. (laughs) Yeah. We love it. We're always here for your dose of TMI and there you have it. Thank you, Vush. Thank you. Shall we move into our beauty faves? What? Dang. These products are so good. What's the deal? What's your beauty fave this week, Lisa? My beauty fave is a beauty fave with some beauty qualms. I have an anti-beauty fave this week, so go on. Mine is the Loving Tan Gradual Tan that you told me to buy. Oh, here we go. And it's my beauty fave because it is 
an exquisite color that literally just took the whiteness out of me and just matched my white bits to my tan bits. It's like the exact mm-hmm. right undertone. It's great. It's like olivey red. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Love it. Not too dark. I don't look like I've actually got fake tan on. Mm-hmm. Just the best. My qualm was that for a gradual tan, I felt like it was like a little tricky to apply. Like I felt like I rubbed it in all over and like I did my best. And I just felt like I was perhaps a little bit patchy. Mm-hmm. And also I wanted something, and I know I'm asking too much, but I wanted something that could be hydrating and tan me at the same time. And like while it's a like a gradual tanning moisturizer, man, I'm so dry. It just dries out my skin so much. It must literally just be DHA that dries out my skin. Yeah. And so I'm having to actively moisturize to like even look like I have some of the tan because the white crust kind of covers the tan. Yeah. But I think that's really to be expected with pretty much everything. So I can't get too angry about it. The color is absolutely top notch. Yes. And I would, I don't want to call you a tanning novice. But the patchiness isn't the tan. I think it's you. I'm not going to lie. But it doesn't give guide colour, so for that reason, it is more difficult to apply. I I agree. What's your beauty fave? My beauty fave this week, I kind of struggled to pick one because I still have so many. I feel like I'm trying a lot of stuff at the moment. But my beauty fave this week is the La Clinica Essentials Hydrating and Healing Serum. (laughs) I love damn you product. Why damn me? Well, damn you because your post took like six days less than my post took to get that. And when that arrived in the mail last night, I was very excited to try it, but I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. So it's a hyaluronic acid serum with zinc, hyaluronate, ceramides, oat beta-glucan, panthenol, and niacinamide. This serum feels like the Liberty Bell, and then it gets a little thicker in the under the fingers, and then it leaves almost a light tackiness on the skin, but not to the point where it feels sticky, to the point where you go, wow, that's hydration that that's left there, and it leaves like a film, like a thin texture on the skin. That's the only way I can describe it, and I know it sounds a bit gross, and it might be. If you're oily, you probably wouldn't like this very much because it feels like it leaves behind nourishing goodness. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's my fave this week. Is it up there with Liberty Bell or the Aesthetics RX or it's just different? It's different. It's not in the same ball game. It's playing a different game. It's playing the nourishing, soothing, like this will fix your skin barrier game. That's the game it's playing. Okay, but perhaps it's like not the one that you'd pick for like I'm doing my makeup, I want to look glowy and polished and perfect, but I want textures that are just like perfection. No, you probably wouldn't want – I would use this probably night only. I don't think I'd go it as a day. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mm-hmm. think with this mm-hmm. okay. and a face oil or another serum and a, a SPF, it would just be a bit heavy. Yep. Yep. Okay, good. I like to, I like to dis- distinguish. And my anti-beauty fave this week is a controversial one. It's the Glossier Foundation. And the reason it's my anti-beauty fave this week is the packaging. 
You've literally had it also as your like long term beauty fave. So this it is, is a beauty fave. The scandalous. R- the reason that I don't like it this week is because of the packaging. It's reached a point where I have squished the bottle so many times that the white on the label is starting to come off in my fingers. And I noticed because I be I apply my foundation with my fingers every morning, and I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like. Why am I covered in white specks? Oh, no. Like little tiny white paint dots all over my face. And I couldn't work out for the life of me why until I did my makeup the next morning and I squeezed the bottle again and realized that I had the white dots all over my fingers. Mm-hmm. So the stupid foundation packaging is shedding on me and then I'm shedding that onto my face and it's a real gripe that I have. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hair mat. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What's your non-beauty fave this week? I have two non-beauty faves, but they're both akin to one another. Okay. They're both (laughs) collaboration YouTube videos about Uh, cooking. I know where we're going with this. Yes, go on. The first is a video by Alison Roman. It's titled Chaotic Fun Delicious Sondubu Jige with Susan Kim. I'm so sorry if we have any Korean listeners and I don't know how to say <laughs> Sondubu Jige. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so Susan Kim is a chef and like the coolest chick ever. She mm-hmm. is on the BA YouTube channel, which I've followed her on Instagram for a while. She is Oh, she's one of those people that's like really dry and I love when an American is quite dry because I feel like their humor does not typically align with me but she mm. is just like so she's so good and mm. Alison Roman is very similar the banter between the two is just top notch and there was also something about a Korean woman cooking a Korean dish with a white woman but also being like, how do you think this should be seasoned? And she'd be like, a little more? Mm. And she'd be like, yeah, a little more. And there was just like a really nice bit of banter between them as like, I respect your culture, but I respect your ability to know how to season food and like know what you like. And it Mm -hmm. was just like a very cute vibe with good banter. Secondly, my other favorite is the Taste Buds, which has been renamed to like Taste Testers, which is the worst, which is a Bon Appetit line of videos with Brad Leone and he interviewed Paris Hilton (laughs) and they tried fruits together and like we loved cooking with Paris that's been a non-beauty fave we loved the Paris documentary that has also been a non-beauty fave so it felt wrong for me to not mention Brad Leone and Paris together the man can have fun with everyone that's why we love him that's why he's my future husband oh we just love him we adore him the best comments, it's a like reoccurring thing, is that Brad Leone is a golden retriever of a human and it's mm-hmm. absolutely correct. Yes, he is. What's your non-beauty fave? Thank you for those ones. Can you please give me the links so that I can put them in the show notes because I'm sure people will want to watch them and the name's unpronounceable. Yep. So no one's going to be able to spell them. <laughs> True. Everyone's like searching my bad pronunciation of Korean food. Yes. <laughs> my non-beauty fave this week is a tv show on netflix called made m-a-i-d yes by the makers of shameless is it yes which is why i'm keen to watch yeah i am thoroughly enjoying this tv series it came upon recommendation from my sister and she said that her and all of her girlfriends are watching it so you know it only makes sense that i'm next i've watched three episodes the brief synopsis of the storyline is that it follows the story of a girl woman 
young mother who is in a abusive relationship and the very first episode she like decides that she's leaving her partner and takes her child and she has to try and work out how to make ends meet given that she is not eligible to receive um, payment support from the government because she isn't working and she can't put her child into childcare to work because she's not receiving enough money to put the child in childcare. So it's mm-hmm. this real, she's like stuck in a loop in the system where she can't help herself nor her kid and she's trying to get away from an abusive relationship. Um, it's not lighthearted, mm. but it's also not makes you depressed at the same time it's kind of like interesting enough and there's enough like quirky things that happen in the cinematography of it that it keeps you like feeling like it's a modern interesting show rather than just like a bleak boring show interesting see that's what I think Shameless does really well because Shameless is like by no means a comedy but I don't watch it and like feel sad Mm -hmm. and so uh, I am very interested to watch that I've heard it recommended from multiple people and I actually played the trailer for Brenton to try and watch it this weekend as like the last hurrah let's binge you know something and um he said no we ended up watching Shameless instead Uh, (laughs) I just watched it last night and had Adrian next to me and he had like subtly paused his show that he was watching with his headphones in and like was looking over my shoulder at my show and I was like ah yes he likes it (laughs) yeah just took it to my veins. What is your snack this week? I can see a few in theme, things. <laughs> in theme with all my other ones, I have two. Because one is a condiment, which is barely a snack, mm-hmm. um, and that is the Meatsmith pepper sauce. Oh, I've never tried. Did you get that from Jeffrey's? I absolutely got it from Jeffrey's. <laughs> and hilariously, the condiment made me buy the meat rather than the meat made me buy the condiment. So I never buy steak. I never Mm-mm. cook steak. I eat steak like maybe two times a year, probably if I'm like at Entrecote or if Brenton's mum has bought an excessively luxury, delicious, expensive steak and she cooks it for me. Yeah. I don't always feel like it, but when I have it, I normally am good with it. Anyway, I saw the pepper sauce and I thought, this looks yum. So then I bought a delicious overpriced piece of steak because obviously you only want the overpriced ones because one, more delicious, two, I feel like the cow was happier. Don't come for me. I know the cow would be happier if I just didn't eat it. Anyway, <laughs> Brenton cooked the steak to perfection and seasoned it to perfection. Good job, Brenton. Brenton. And then that sauce, oh, my God, I said to Brenton, I could eat, like, anything with this. I could eat, like, faux meat, tofu, anything. It's just, mm. Pepper sauce is fucking yum. Yum. So good. And it's a nice, you know how pepper sauce, you normally buy them in, like, a packet, right? It's, like, kind of a gravy texture. Mm. This is thick like mustard or horseradish cream Mm. and I like that it means that you get some really strong bits and some bits without as much whereas a sauce makes things like soggy more of a spreadable texture than a sauce absolutely like you just scoop up a little bit with the with the tip of your knife and you put it on your steak and then you eat it yum I'm glad that you like that sauce and I'm definitely gonna buy it I'm definitely not gonna eat steak but I'll eat it on something else Oh, my God. It was really good, though, if you ever get the hankering. Like, I feel like sometimes when it's, like, hot but not too hot and you feel like, like, a nice salad with – like, I bought one steak and we split it between me and Brenton and you can, mm. like, slice it up and, like, yeah. Anyway, that's great. My second one is the burnt basque cheesecake that Elizabeth makeup artist recommended from Rita, Basking with Rita. It was Brenton's mum's birthday this week. 
Abby happens to live like two streets down from Rita, picked up mm. a burnt bus cheesecake. We got the lemon one. Holy fucking shit. The lemon one tastes like lemon delicious, Yum. which is my death row meal. And my <laughs> second to death row meal is probably a burnt bus cheesecake. It was so good. And I can guarantee you that you will poop within 30 minutes of consumption. <laughs> if you don't, it's because you're never pooping again. <laughs> It's so yum, so decadent, so rich, such a gut bomb. But the she makes her own lemon curd. The lemon was so like soft and whipped and yummy. And then mm. obviously when you get the little burnt bits, it's like a crust and cuts through it with that little bit of bitterness. Holy mother of God, it was so good. I ate a gigantic, basically like a quarter of the cake to myself in two days. It was absolutely fabulous. Yum. Thank you for that. I would kill for a cheesecake. Burn basque or otherwise. The They're moment. also gluten free, which is handy. Oh heck, I know what Not I'm getting for my birthday. One, hell yeah, I'll buy you one. Yes. <laughs> what is your snack of the week? My snack this week is the proper crisps brand of dill pickle chips. I've never seen these. Well, I sent them to you this week. No, no, no. Sorry, I've never seen them in the shops. Yes, I bought them from the gluten free store in Mornington. And they taste like pickle juice is the best way I can describe them. (laughs) That's exactly what they taste like in my head. I was expecting you to say drinking pickle juice and eating it. Tangy, like pickle juice, but with uh, the depth of flavour of a pickle. So it doesn't taste like faux pickle like sometimes pickle-flavoured things can taste like. It's quite authentic. But it also like (laughs) with, with a splash of apple cider vinegar and enough salt that it tastes like you're eating a salted pickle but on a chip. Mm. Do they slightly resemble a light and tangy? Not in any way. Not in like any way. When you think about that, you could almost think that it would be a light and tangy, but I find you light could. and tangy a bit like it's a bit artificial. Take the onion and like the faux barbecue flavour out of a light and tangy and that and yes, I would put them in a uh-huh. same similar category. Okay. It's just mm-hmm. tangy. Yes, it's just it's tangy. Not light. The only complaint I have about them is that they leave a very sticky film on the fingers and if you were going back and back and back and back and back like I am, mm-hmm. caked fingers by the end of the bag. <laughs> Yuck. I have a solution for that for you. Lick and your fingers? To just pour the, no, just pour the bag of chips into your mouth like an animal. I literally tried that at the end but then it was just like flakes <laughs> of chips on my face. <laughs> you need to yeah. open it and only open it the packet a third of the way so you've got some sort of like funnel, funnel. situation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Mm, what a good snack. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. Thank you to Vush for sponsoring it. If you haven't left us a review in the last week, which none of you have. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking at anyone in particular. Except all for you. all of you. <laughs> Could yeah. you please go to the Apple Podcasts app, even just hit the five-star I don't even need you to write something. Just give us a few more stars, please. And tell us what you'll be doing this week if you're in Melbourne and you are enjoying the freedom of no lockdowns. Please slide into our DMs and show us what you're eating, what you're snacking on and what you're buying. Oh, my God. All of you will have such great non-beauty faves and snack faves. Please share with us. Yay. Bye. Bye. Have a great week.